We learned this week in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that a forensic evaluator conducted a psychological examination on Amber Heard. Donna and I have both taken a very similar test for a trial. We point out the flaws, and Donna admits why her results were flagged. The massive Stagecoach Country Music Festival is this weekend in California, and they're streaming the concerts for the first time ever, and it's free. Find out how you can watch all weekend long coming up. In the first six minutes of this episode, you'll learn how you can win a six-pack of concert tickets for three big shows coming to town, plus a mental health check-in for your teens. Coming up, this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends. We have conversations about current events and pop culture and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and often personal growth. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, fun fact. Are these fun facts? I mean, I don't even know if they're fun know. anymore. We'll see. Yeah, how long are we doing this? But anyways, fact about me, moi, um, this is how I picked my major. Like, I've always done advertising. My major was, uh, I graduated from University of Georgia, Grady School of Journalism. Holla. And um, my degree is in advertising, and my minor is psychology, which is why I'm always, like, psychoanalyzing you. Because yeah. I'm an armchair psychologist. Anywho's and uh, how I picked my major is, I, I was always interested in, like, advertising and marketing and everything, but the basic way that I picked my major is I went and sat with my guidance counselor, and I said, what can I major in? that is not early childhood education that I don't have to have any math for or not a lot of math. Like if I can avoid statistics altogether, that would be a fan. Did you not know advertising though going in? That you wanted to do that? No, I had no idea. Really? No, I wanted to be an art history major. What? But my dad said, that ain't gonna fly. He said, go back to the drawing board. But he didn't want you to be an art major, but he sent you back to the drawing board. Get it? Yeah, get it. Drawing board. Let's try that yeah, again. Okay. That's Because that's not going to work. You're never right. going to find a job. Bulldogs, bulldogs, bulldogs. Yes. So there's that. Um, okay. Boys are just different. You know, in general. And I've realized this because it is yet again prom season. And I am loving all the, like, prom pictures people are uploading and all the stuff. Olivia didn't go to prom this year. She didn't want to go as a senior. Um, so I rent tuxes at the store that I work in and that I manage. And so these little boys come in to... They get their tuxes, and then they come back in to try the tuxes on. Right. And the other day, I had like nine boys in the store at one time, and there was only two dressing rooms. So these boys just start taking their clothes off and like putting their tuxes on. And I look over, and there's like, it's like 2.30 in the afternoon, and there's two boys standing there in their underwear. And I'm like, gentlemen? But I don't think they care because did, they Did don't. you know them? Well, like, they were their kid. You know, yeah, they're kids that I knew, like friends of friends of friends. But, but I'm just like they don't like boys. Just don't care. And I think it's because they're like in this locker room mentality where they're they all of these boys play sports, so they're constantly like probably in their underwear around each other and stuff. But it was just like, my lord, you know, like what are you boys doing? Like, yeah. And and well, here's but, here's another thing I want to say. And this is really probably going to sound inappropriate, but it's I don't mean it to. It has been such a challenge this year measuring teenagers for tuxes because boys work out so much now that they all have like bubble butts, which I've decided I'm going to start squatting 200 times a day 
Because when I was growing up, I had a bubble butt, not because I worked for it, just because I had a bubble butt. And it wasn't like people, that wasn't a good thing. People wanted people to be like stick skinny and all this stuff back then. And now it's back to being like curvy and all this stuff. And my butt's flat, so I got to work on my bubble butt. But anyways, it's really hard because then they also want the pants to be super short. And as I've explained to these kids, there's a fine line between like what's in style and someone going, who measured you for that tux? Because you're like, your pants are up by your knees. Well, we used to call them high waters. And you know what? I, I call them Urkel pants. And none of these kids know who Urkel is. They don't is. know who Urkel is. Yeah. And then I said, like Pee Wee Herman. And they don't know who that is. Nope. So I've just given up. But anyways, it's just, it's a challenge. I'm telling you, all these little boys. I had a follow-up boys. question, but I forgot what it was. I don't know. But it's a mess. Must be the edibles. Mm. I don't remember. Well, if you think of it, you know where I am. Oh, at least for the next hour. We're giving away a six-pack of tickets in the letter this Saturday. As we said, oh, I need to, here's what I need to do. I need to come clean my son. And I reached out to Carl Lapp, our executive producer, and I've not heard back from Carl yet. Not uncommon. Can you quit smacking on I'm that sorry. candy? I'm sorry. I'm eating edibles. Okay, it's not. It's, and it's, so, oh um, it's lifesavers. You know, I'd said we celebrate episode 250 on Tuesday. I don't know that that's the case. Oh, my gosh. Have you miscounted? I believe so. I think it's Thursday. Oh, well, that's okay. I thought you meant like we were three months no, off no. or something. No, okay. It would just be like one episode off. We can handle that. As executive producer, what is your official count? What do you have? And? I hadn't heard back from Oh, okay. Well, he's busy. So Tuesday or Thursday of next week, we'll do that. Episode 250. And we're celebrating with a six-pack of tickets. Two tickets to Clay Walker, two to Scotty McCreary, two to Josh Turner. Here's our ask of you. Reply to the letter this Saturday, issue 109, and tell us your most memorable story, anecdote, tale, testimony, life lesson, or lie that you've heard during 250 episodes. And we will read some of the best responses next week. Everybody that, that replies will be entered in the, the drawing for the six-pack ticket, the bundled Donna of tickets. That's a lot of tickets. That's a satchel of tickets. What else? Yeah, I want to ask about this. For episode 250, that's when your song is due as well. I'm ready. Are you? Because yeah. we hadn't talked about this. Yes, I am ready. A couple of episodes. Okay. So is it, is it due Tuesday or Thursday? Not quite sure. Ask Carl. He'll get back to you. Text Carl. Okay, because I'm working with a famous composer. To join me. He what? or she is going to play in the background. I want to spend some time revisiting the Johnny Depp Amanda Hurt tour. Or tour. <laughs> uh, uh, courtroom battle. Johnny Depp is now done with his testimony. So he now gets to sit back. There's no better feeling when you're in a trial than when you're done. And you can sit back and you can doodle. And you can, you can laugh a little bit internally, of course. You don't laugh out loud because, you know, a lot of – there were some people in the courtroom this week that got – Because he couldn't remember what movies he was in. Okay, but, but that happens. You're under pressure when you're, on the, when you're on the stand. But when you're done, it's such a sense of relief knowing that you're no longer going to be in the crosshairs. And you can just relax. And she's going to get the exact same treatment. And he's going to stare her down. Of course you do. Now it's my turn for my attorneys to come at you. You love it. But the problem with that is then the person has developed the fine sense of saying, I do not recall. I do not recall. I do not recall. Because they've been able to sit back for the first person's tortured testimony and said to their attorneys, I am not going to go through that. That will only get you so far, I think. I think the judges and juries see right through that. If, it, if it's a question that you, there's no way you do not know the answer to the question and you, 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 you pull out the old, I don't recall, like you can also do in deposition. Um, I think the juries can see, a lot of juries can see right through that. I said last episode, the reason that the trial was being held in Fairfax, Virginia was because the proximity to the Washington Post, that is the newspaper where the original op-ed piece that she wrote 
was published in 2019. I have looked high and low, Donna, to try to find the original op-ed piece. I can't find it anywhere. I think the Washington Post has done away with it. You can't find it. Because I was curious. Are you curious to read the whole thing? Yes. There is some truth to the trial being held in Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia, because of the, the, the Washington Post being there. There's another reason, though. Virginia has no anti-slap laws. Which, okay, when you told me this, I thought it meant literally slapping each other. Like a physical slap. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Stands for Strategic Lawsuits Against Public Participation. It's a civil lawsuit filed against an individual to essentially silence criticism. Virginia does not respect this law. California is one of the states that does. Amanda Heard fought to have the case sent to California. And the judge, one of the judges said no. Because what she's saying in, in, in being able to file that would have been, I have the right to write this op-ed piece and give my opinion without the fear of being intimidated or bullied. Right, exactly, or- exactly. In California, there are anti-slap laws in place which are intended to stop people from using lawsuits to intimidate people who are using their First Amendment rights. Uh, the state believes that everyone is entitled to freedom of speech, and under California's anti-slap laws, Johnny Depp's defamation lawsuit could have been dismissed. It was a judge in Fairfax that denied her request. Interesting. I didn't know that until I'm reading it right now. It was the judge in Virginia who said, no, we're not going to give jurisdiction to California. And that's very interesting. Very. We're going to talk about forensic evaluations from a very personal point of view, because we both had one. There was a doctor who took the stand this week who evaluated Amanda Heard for 12 hours. So this doctor told the court that she was asked to provide a psychological evaluation back in October 2021. Johnny Depp, for some reason, was never asked to do the same thing. The uh, the psychologist was hired by Johnny Depp's legal team. Explain to everybody what happens in a forensic psychological evaluation, what they're done for, and why you were called out, why yours was flagged. it wasn't a psychological evaluation. I want to be really clear about that. It, it was, was just a, it was a per, no. It was a forensic personality, like a whole testing thing. I was supposed to do. We were in a um, we were in one of the many custody trials that we went through with your um, ex wife. Okay, Will's mother. Yes, and so you had to do the full component. There's like there's different levels of doing it, and you had to do the full component. And for that one, the attorney say plan on you know literally four hours to be there. I only have, was supposed to do the first level. And so I did the first one that was one hour. And then they were like, um, they came back and they were like, Oh, we, we need to, you know, you have to keep doing these other ones. But I was like, I'm, I wasn't, I was only supposed to do the first one. Anyways, there was a break for lunch. So I went to get lunch and then I came back. Normally you take them straight through. And basically what it is, is it could literally be 600 questions. And some of them, if you've, and everybody's taken personality tests before, I have too. I've taken many for work, but this was different. This was more just about everything. It wasn't even just parenting. It was just everything. But um, they'll ask you the same question 22 different, different ways. ways. Does he even answer it the same way? Exactly. And so I was just like exhausted. And, and at the time, I was mentally exhausted because we were going through this whole thing. And it was also, I have to say this now, kind of looking back on it, it was very important in my mind to, to get it right, whatever that meant, because custody was on the line. There was a lot on the line. There was a lot on the line. And I didn't, and as crazy as it sounds as like, because he wasn't my child, I didn't want to be the one who messed it up. Not, it, that, it, it, not that it would have. If, if you're new to the podcast, let's, let's pause here real quick. Uh, Donna and I raised my son from our first marriage, Will. Since uh, we, we did get custody of him 
in, in first grade? Yes. He lived with us. He moved from, from Tennessee to, to Georgia, to Atlanta, and lived with us. And Donna was his bonus mom. And Donna basically raised him. And he's 22 now and lives in Knoxville. So, Yeah, so um, it came back that I um, <laughs> basically had, manip- <laughs> that I had manipulated the desk. I remember this happened. Because I, you know, had, but I had answered so many different ways. And so that I had d- almost defaulted the test because basically I had outsmarted the test. But I didn't, if that makes sense. But I wasn't trying to outsmart the test. I was, I just, it, it was so long and lengthy. And you're very different. And I admire you for that. Cause like, if they said like, you know, you're just very like, and, and your personality is very cut and dry. Like if somebody asks you a question, I put way too much thought into everything in life. I overthink everything. It is just how my brain works too. And now kind of knowing the fact that I, at the time, I don't think I had probably misdiagnosed ADD. Um, now knowing kind of how my brain works, that was a recipe for disaster. Because my poor little brain was just overthinking and this and this and this and that. And I will also say at the time, I was very, very angry. And I wasn't angry at you. Well, I, no, but I, I, the, the, at the process. At the process. And I think that you were trying to hold back and it wasn't some of the anger yeah and it wasn't it was coming out answering the questions on some of the the questions on the test 100 percent. and it wasn't like i came out as a manic angry person but i was trying to like if i had let out my unbridled feelings and answered them the way i had i they probably committed you well probably because it was probably the fourth round every you know two years we were getting sued um, and we had people, and I have no problem talking about this. We have no, we've talked about it before openly. Um, people would always come up to me and it was so frustrating. They would say to me, oh my God, you guys are amazing parents. You're an amazing mom. You know, again, bonus mom to Will. Why do you have to go through this? Well, if someone sues you. You have to defend yourself. You have to defend yourself. And it cost a ton of money. And it's not, it was never Will's fault. It was never, you know, there were some people on the other side that were at fault. But it was just, I just felt like in, in these particular, these two, um, these two evaluations oh. that you and I had d- done were $1,600, a piece. I don't think it's more than that. Well, that was just for the test. And then we had to pay our attorneys to be there. And then you have to have your attorneys read them. And so there was And just, they don't give you the results until you paid your bill in full. Yeah. And there was just so much money needlessly flying out the door that I, it was a time in my life where I was really, really angry. And again, not at you, believe it or not. And I've had a lot of people say to me, like, you know, were you during that time, you know, were you resentful because, you know, we were both working, but a lot of my money and a lot of your money that was together at the time, but was going toward these lawsuits, you know, and I I wasn't mad at you. I was just so mad at the process. And I was so mad at these people through the court system that I could write a book about. And there are so many amazing guardian ad items. And there's so many amazing CASAs who defend children and do all of this stuff and attorneys. But there are also so many who are just part of a machine who work together in well, with tandem. Attorneys, with, ter- with attorneys. Yeah. The attorneys refer you to the forensic evaluator. The, the attorney gets a kickback Yeah, for every client that they go. They spend X amount of dollars and you get a certain percentage back. I'm telling you, it's, it's a, it a lot of times... It, it works just that way that I described. It and is, there's it's a scam. so many people who are listening to this podcast who are going through this right now. We've said it a million times, put down your swords, don't do it. And easier said than done. People told us that and we didn't do it. But what I was also mad about was that it took so much brain space 
away from like real life. And it was constant for oh my gosh. 15 years. And, and dealing with the girls, you know, oftentimes being, you know, not, not like, oh, hang on a minute. We're trying to talk about some, like, it just was so exhausting. So if you're going through something like this, um, you know, and that, I think that's a takeaway from this, this whole situation with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is like, at what point in your life are you just going to, are you going to, um, but I mean, are you, and I don't think there's two ways to go about this. I think if you're getting divorced or you're in a, a custody situation, you can say, you can also be one of those people. And I think this is not good either to be like, you know what? I don't give a crap. I just give up. Just take it all. That's not the way to do it either. You know, because that's like passive aggressively, like your mom, well, the child, the child yeah. loses there. Your mom and dad took everything from me, but it's just, I'm going to tell you, it is so exhausting mentally. And I would never want anyone to have to go through, through one of those because it was really the little blue house. Yeah. The little blue house. It really took it out of me. And I will tell you when that woman started reading my stuff and then what really made me mad was she stopped reading it because she's like, Oh, we weren't supposed to do this one on you. And I'm like, okay, but just give me the goods. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she was like, well, it's not important because it's not relevant to the case and we didn't need to Well, do but this. here's the problem with that. Yeah. Is she'd already seen the information. Yes. And so she was a little she was biased. To the, she was she thinking was I was crazy. Uh, 60 seconds of audio here from, from this week. Johnny Depp on the stand. He's being, uh, her, her attorneys are coming at him about bad press and about uh, his reputation, which at this point was kind of soiled from allegations that he would show up at premieres and on the set, you know, under the influence of drugs and alcohol or whatever. Here we go. Um, from, from just this week in Fairfax, Virginia, in the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp defamation trial. Johnny Depp reportedly drank heavily and was constantly late on the new Pirates movie set. Did I read that right? You do, reportedly. Johnny Depp's financial woes might sink the next Pirates of the Caribbean. Did I read that right? You did. I don't know. The next article, May 25th, 2017. Where did it all go wrong for Johnny Depp? After a string of flops and a ton of bad press, Johnny Depp's star power looks as wobbly as Jack Sparrow on a plank. Did I read that right? You read that very, very well. The next one, Hollywood Reporter, Pirates of the Caribbean, the diminishing returns of Johnny Depp. Did I read that right? You certainly did. Hollywood Reporter were very nice to me. At the time. July 12th, So we're going to stop right here. Here's what's going on. They're trying, going to, on. they're trying to knock him off. The attorney's job on the opposing side is to get under your skin, to get under your collar, and then for you to just act out or for you to become belligerent on the stand. And then they literally, at that point, after they get you, will say, no more questions, Your Honor. Because, because that's all they want is the jury to see you lose your cool. Because if you've lost your cool in this situation, then you would do you've it lost it on point, your way. You? That's, that's the point they're trying to make. Now, Johnny Depp's attorneys should have given him a look when he's doing this shit on the stand and been like, because we had, you know, Judy King Godlover, who was our attorney for years and years and years, and I think Judy still practices in Gwinnett County, um, was was a saving grace to, to, to Will, first and foremost, but to us as well. Uh, Judy King and I had hand signals. Um, and, 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 and it's very easy for, for an attorney to get you worked up like that. On, on the stand. That's, they know how to do it. That's their job. And I could tell Judy came and look at me with just, I mean, she'd look at me with, uh, you know, just one eye or she'd just make a, some sort of movement with her finger. And I knew that meant snap out of it and stop because what he's showing here by being a smart ass is just that to the jury. He's a smart ass. Just answer the question. Howard Stern made a comment today that it was just unbelievable overacting on Johnny Depp's, Johnny Depp's part, part, which I said the other night, the other day on the podcast, you know, he is an actor. She is too, by the way. 
So I don't know. I think the whole thing is just crazy. And I think that people's talk, I think people were interested in it in the beginning and their tolerance is going down quickly. I kept up with the one in 2020 in London. And then so the one now in America, it's like, I'm not really keeping up with because I've heard everything. I've seen everything. I'm fascinated by the fact that he's 58 years old. I didn't know that. I was looking at him like, hmm. and it's one of those situations, like I said the other day, where you don't know where, like where the hair ends and the head starts and the. Like, where is that eye makeup? Is it permanent eyeliner? Is it like, what's that Something situation? you put on this morning. Yeah. Did you hear about the cosmetics company that got involved? Yes. Because there was a claim during testimony that she would carry around a compact of, of what, concealer, I guess, made by a certain cosmetics company. And they called the company out by name in the courtroom. And it was to be able to, so she could quickly cover, bruises. cover, cover bruises or yeah. whatever. Well, the company <laughs> went on to social media with a video. And said, that's not true. We were not around. This company had not been um, established established when, when, when these claims were made. Yeah, I don't think that's what you want your brand statement to be. No. WeCoverBruises.com. No, no, but I think that I, I think that it's very clever is not the word, but I, I, would you not have done the same thing if you were the company? Well, I also think that court cases have changed tremendously in the age of social media. Um, you know, when we were doing our custody trials, there was no social media. There was nothing to pull. There was nothing. There weren't even as many like text and stuff. I think that, you know, if you're constantly an ass to your spouse and they're a receipt keeper, then they've got all that stuff. It's not that, you know, it used to be that you had to subpoena like telephone well, records, record. social to, to, record. you know, to find out who someone's talking to. If, if the person's a real ass, which a lot of times when it gets into these situations, they are, there's pictures of them out with those people. You don't have to look very hard. And half the time they're not trying to cover it up. They're trying to shove it in your face. So I, th- I think also that, that now, because of social media and the the, 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 the prevalence of it and, and texting and things like that, there are, in law firms now, entire departments uh, who yes. are devoted entirely to combing through your social media. Uh, that would be my sister at one of those yeah, big law firms. Yeah, one of the biggest law firms in town. But for corporate stuff. But yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, there's keywords, there's code words, you know, apps, dating apps, people who cheat in marriages now. It's, it's easy for people to find stuff. It's not like, you know, it used to be that you had to spend so, you had to hire like yeah. private investigators and all this stuff. It's all right there. It's all right there for people to find. All right. We jumped from last episode, the Janet Kramer conversation. Yeah. I don't have a lot to hold, you know, say about this. So she broke it off. She called it quits with um, Ian Shianelli. He was a Navy SEAL, right? Yes. And she just she refused finished. refused to wear a shirt. Correct. And she, which thank, thank goodness, um, she kept it hot in that house and we were glad like the temperature was up. Um, but she just ran the, uh, she did like a New York marathon. Here's what I have to say about this is I think a lot of people would say for people who have, or in her situation, I get it. Sometimes, you know, certain, and I think she's one is a lightning rod for this kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's her. She can't keep a man. You know, da 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 da. I think, I think coming out of this, here's what I know or think. I don't know any of this, but this is what I think in general. Because when other people are going through this, and I'm not talking about like famous people, just anyone, you, you have to work on yourself. And she's been doing a lot of work on herself. Um, I don't think you can like time who you fall in love with. You know, people always say like, they weren't divorced long enough and that sure did happen quickly or whatever. I don't think it's that, but I think that if you've ever been involved in multiple relationships or you've gotten a divorce, you automatically think that the next person's going to heal, save, change you. And the you is still you. And so if you never went to therapy, if you never really spent some time alone in misery, and if, you, if everything was just the other person's fault all the time, like you have to kind of do a deep dive on yourself because otherwise the same stuff's going to show up. And I'm not saying that's what happened with her. I think 
for her, it's just also like if you've been in a situation where someone really, really cheated on you and her ex-husband did, you know, he did multiple times. He had a sex addiction, but yeah. He did. No, I'm saying that. And he couldn't help it, but that doesn't help her either. True. Fair enough. People people will say, oh, you know, he couldn't help it. But that, that doesn't displace the person on the other side. But to trust people after that is next I can't imagine how hard it is next level because every time this man probably said he was going to do something, even though she didn't want to, she's like, God, I hope he's really going to do that. You know, I hope he's really just spending time with his friends. Like, and, and it may, it could drive a wedge between somebody in their next relationship just because the ground has been shaken beneath well, you're, you. You're conditioned now to want yeah, everything that someone tells you is not true. It's not true. All people cheat. All people do this. So I'm going to give her some grace. Let's let her uh, get back on her feet, and hopefully she'll find the right person somewhere along the way. First thing that happened is he, he removed oh, so stupid. all of her photographs yes. from his Instagram account. They block each other. And they unfollowed each other, and that's all it took. It's like high school. The speculation was on. Maybe she, you know, was very untrusting of him. I, again, I don't know. I wasn't in that. But, you know, who knows? God has bigger plans in store, says Janet Kramer. I believe that. He does for all of us, so let's just keep on going. I saw a post on Facebook before we stepped in here to record this episode, and it was a meme. It was a meme of um, the Wolfman and Donna. I love it. There are several of them, but it said, uh, someone says, uh, you're not from Atlanta if you don't know these two. And, and there was comments below it. There was a, a dialogue going on about, is the Wolfman still alive? And someone had posted, no, he, he passed of a heart attack, I think it was 2004. And then somebody chimes in, is, is, what's, is Donna still around? And I was the one, I, I piped in. I said, listen, Donna's still busting her ass out in front. She's there six days a week at the Gainesville store. Go see her. But you still see memes of, of Wolfman and Donna. You, you think about the, um, think about, uh, remember Tom and Angie from Atlanta Toyota? Tom Shane from the Shane Company. You had these dynasties, advertising dynasties in this city. And there was none greater than the Wolfman and Donna. And you grew up with Donna. You went to, to, to school with Donna. And and she was on TV every every other commercial break during a Braves game on the Superstation. Yes, when you guys was, are in 10th grade. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She was like a superstar. Like, we were like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, she was, she was the you-know-what. But she still is the you-know-what because she's not just somebody who's been on commercials. She's somebody who has been working in this store in the industry. And she's a businesswoman. Absolutely. And such a huge part to North Georgia and Gainesville and the community at large and always helping people and, you know, come out. We want to meet you, but also come out and meet Donna. Cause she's just a really cool person to meet. And, you know, say hello to. So please join us at the parking lot party. I have gotten confirmation, and I hate to pass this along to you guys, but Lee Bryce is not coming. Well, he's done that. He, he wasn't there Well, last year. there was a little tinge was, of hope. <laughs> yes, there whatever. was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja Pig Barbecue is going to be there. I reached out to these guys because App and Media, that host our podcast, that uh, our multimedia company based in Alpharetta, they publish 93,000 newspapers every week. And they're kind enough to give us ads to, to promote the, the parking lot party. So I've been trying to gather you know, different things from Jonathan Ingram, you know, photographs and logos and things like that from Jonathan Ingram, who's going to be, you know, doing live music again and Ninja Pig Barbecue. I reached out to him on Facebook and I said, hey, explain what's going on. I said, Donna's busy. I'm kind of handling this. I said, if you don't mind, could you give me a high res, a, a high res, let me get this straight. high resolution logo. You asked the Ninja Pig for a high res logo. For, for, well, for newspaper. We wanted to get him in the, I wanted to include sure. them in the, in the newspaper. Ad, yeah. How'd right? that go? Mm-hmm. Okay. I get a response back from somebody. I don't know who it was. I said, listen, we're just a couple of good old boys to do barbecue. We don't even know what that is. I mean, seriously. 
what are you doing? Just make them a logo. I, I wanted to they make have I wanted, t shirts or something. I wanted to include them. Well, I'm, and I appreciate that, but you're like, you know, they've got day jobs. I mean, my God. Free lunch, live music. We'll record an episode of the My Second Night podcast while we're there. And um, just uh, just have some fun. Just hang out. Have some fun. Same place, 40 plus years. The same building, the same sign. That was part of the conversation on the Facebook post. Are they still in Gainesville? Yeah, they're in Gainesville and College Park. Yeah. Uh, two locations, gallery furniture. But we're going to be at the Gainesville location, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, right next to, uh, across the street from Red Lobster. Yeah, and they've got those awesome rocking chairs lined up. You can just sit out there and rock and rock and Donna's rock your day tent. away. Donna have tents everywhere out in the yes. parking lot. and they'll, they'll Got be some furniture karaoke going. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just a big time. Saturday, May 21st, noon to 3. Noon to 3. And then I got to go. I got to get at 3. Because I got to get to noon and I'm wrestling. Okay, we're not, I'm, I, this is, I've heard or seen something bubbling up. Someone asked me if I saw it on social media. You're not doing that. You've had a heart attack. Well, I am. Though. You're an older man. I'm not You're jumping not, off the top rope. I'm not jumping off the top rope, no, but I'm wrestling. But yes. I've seen this stuff happen and like it goes bad. Action wrestling. This is a, this is a big match. This is a big event. Can I come at to Noonan, this one? At Noonan High School. Can I come and see this? We'll see. Noonan High School. And it benefits the uh, varsity football team and the varsity wrestling team. Also want to thank T-Mobile for their support of the My Second Act podcast, Brightmore Healthcare. My Second Act brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Tough, the F-Series, is the best-selling truck on the road. Scoop your F-Series at Fable Ford. And you can also scoop a lifetime powertrain warranty from Fable Ford, whether it is a, a new car, truck, van, SUV, uh, you know, from Ford, or a pre-owned vehicle on the lot of Fable Ford. Both come with a gift of a lifetime powertrain warranty when you purchase. I have the jingle. I didn't have time to record a commercial. We're going to do one live. You ready? I'm ready. Come and get your okay, I got Ford. it. Hang on, hang on, hang okay. on. But I got to... Oh, I thought we had to sing that part. No, I have the actual recording, but okay. there's, there's no commercial in it. I didn't have time to make one. Okay. You ready? Here we go. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. Ford. Just north of the square on Glen Street in Fayetteville. Cadillac Jack, the Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Whether you buy an F-Series truck or something from the pre-owned lot, you get the gift of a lifetime powertrain warranty. The pre-owned lot, you got your Fords, Yes. You got your Kia stuff, the Dodge, Chevy, GMC, anything goes on the pre-owned lot. And when you buy from Fayetteville Ford, you pick up the lifetime powertrain warranty. How about that? Fayetteville Ford. Simply different. Come and get Fayetteville your Ford. Online at FayettevilleFordGA.com. That was, that was decent. All right, we'll let that go. That was good. That was live. How about that? That was good. That was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Did you have, like, notes? Oh, I did. I did that off the top of my head. I love it. All right. So let's talk about the letter. This uh, this Saturday's issue of the letter, issue 109, is going to have a few things in it, including um, the opportunity for you to win a bundle, the six-pack tickets. Also, I'm going to include something, and you were kind of ribbing me about this earlier, 10 little-known iPhone features that will blow your mind. I love these. It's just like you get so excited about them, and then you're like, you go and you do one, and you're like, eh, okay, well, I think I knew two. about that. I've done two, and I knew nothing about it, and it excited the hell out of me. Okay, well, give me the, just the two you did. Okay. Search everywhere for anything. Okay. I've never used my search function. Okay, again. On the yeah. iPhone. This is the most powerful search engine you'll ever use. It is, because it goes it, through it, all it sources. It goes through apps. It goes through website search suggestions. It goes through matches in your photos. Did you know you can put a call on hold? I mean, just in general, I know how to put a call on hold. If you ever put a call on hold on your iPhone, you know, anymore, you don't get a manual for, for your iPhone. But Apple keeps an up-to-date iPhone user guide on the web. And you're going to read through that? If I needed to, if I needed to know something, yeah. Okay. I know now, after reading 10 little-known iPhone features that will blow your mind, that I can download the missing manual. I thought about this the other day. I need to learn how to do voice-to-text. 
I've never done that before. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm tired of hammering out text. My, my thumbs well, are and tired. And it's not safe when you're driving. That's, how do that's you what do made it? me think about it. In your, with your knees. Okay, we can practice this now. You just hit the little microphone bar. You have to calibrate it, don't you, or something? No, you don't. All right. To subscribe to Paul, the letter. Paul, Paul, Paul. Which is uh, a component of the My Second Night podcast and the Afternoon Rabbit Cadillac. Jack on the Bear 92.5. Text left on red. Red is the color. R-E-D. Left on red to the number 22828. 22828. To subscribe for absolutely nothing. We're going to add songs right now to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Go ahead, Donna, what you got? Oh, I'm adding, I love this song, and I heard it the other day, and I was like, dang, that's a good song. Justin Moore, With a Woman You Love. Is it new? No. So good. I never, I pulled a clip. We're going to play it right now. Oh I never gosh, heard this song Oh my gosh, it's so before. good. So it's from the um, the album, Till My Last Day, The Love Songs. So it was that album that he did that just had all the love songs I on it. I had no idea. He is just the cutest little thing. He's little. We've talked about him before. He's just a little teeny tiny little bug, but he's just cute as a button. He's from he does radio song. now. And he does radio. Just uh, for the uh, for the, uh, the sports station yep. in uh, Little Rock, I think it is. Here's a clip of the song Don is adding. Like I says an hour. Don't get home at a decent hour. Hour. Yeah, hanging out all night. All right, that's just more. All right, thank you, Justin Moore. All right, I'm going with Hardy. Oh, but okay. We've already got this on. But Hardy's can, already on here? This song is, but you can add it to every place because it's my favorite song in the whole world right now. And I just, I'm telling you, I just crank the crap out of it. This would have been a, this will, will have been a number one record for Tim McGraw and another number one record for Hardy in the songwriting lane. Well, it, it's very popular. I told you that. Everybody loves it. Do but you have I a research? Do you, like, what are you doing? Music testing? Because I'm just test? telling you. Yeah, I did, aud- I did auditorium test. But I do not disagree with you that it would be a great Tim McGraw song. But this is the song that I won't play. In case something happens to me, y'all please remind this man. Play it at my funeral. Hardy. Some hell is in I love it. it. How'd you, my favorite part is how'd you clear with the man upstairs? Yeah. Great you, song. You make it God. through? Bless, that's a great song. Dang, he's good. I cannot wait to get a tattoo from him. Yes. I mean, I'm holding out. So what do we do? It's already been added. Just add it again. Okay. Add it to everyone. Can you do yeah. that? I hit the whole, hope okay. you hit those Gulf streams. Oh, come on. It is so good. When you fly Delta Atlanta's hometown airline, enjoy all three Spotify hypes on playlists. When you fire up the infotainment system. You can also catch up on, uh, we think, about 249 episodes, maybe 248, depends on who you ask, of the Cadillac Jack, my second night podcast. We appreciate Delta and their support. Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. Uh, number one country song in America this week is Cole Swindell's 11. And that is the song he does with Laney Wilson. Now, this is Laney Wilson's hit from last year. Remember this one? She's uh, she's gonna be big. I'm she's big. I tell you, there is some... her second her, her 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 two releases. The only two releases she's put out have gone to number one. There is some blazing country music right now. I mean, just some really like 
just bangers. You got to like open your sunroof and you just need to put your dang sunglasses on and just, just let it go. Let it go. Let it fly. America's youth are in the midst of a spiking mental health crisis. And public health experts are racing to identify the root causes before it gets even worse. COVID responsible for part of it? Yes, says this, this article you found in the New York Times. Part of it, but not all of it. Yeah, not, and I think that's surprising because I think most people are coming out of everything thinking that, you know, COVID is the reason. The other thing that I thought was fascinating in this article, because there's a lot of articles being written right now about just mental health in general, but it also, um, it, it also said that it wasn't just social media. I mean, the, the pandemic, yes, did it make it worse because obviously kids were more isolated and everything. But the other thing is, you know, it says the connection to social media isn't clear. Um, and there is a lot of criticism about social media. I... I do believe that social media does make it worse. I agree. Um, because I think, as we've talked about before, it's just a constant running, you know, picture of everyone's fantastic, fabulous lives. It's been filtered. It's been filtered because nobody is putting up, there are some people, but nobody's putting up the raw moments. I think you get a little bit more of that on TikTok, but I've, I was talking to two kids that work with me because I work around a lot of, I employ a lot of younger kids and I hear a lot of stuff, I have to tell you, um, good and bad. And I had two girls this week tell me that they had muted TikTok and that they do it sometimes, which I think is very good and very healthy. And I told them that they muted it for a month because they just weren't feeling it and they just didn't want to see it and they just couldn't do it. How old are these kids? Um, one was 18 and one 16. Okay. You know, and I think, you know, it's, it's okay. And I think it's okay to tell your kids to take a break from social media. Sometimes I have to do it. If you're just not in a good place, sometimes you just need to, and it may be a great place or it may be a not great place, but sometimes you just have to mute things. It is okay sometimes to take a break from things and come back. And I think that's a good way to put it too, because you could do it literally. You could mute TikTok, you could mute Twitter, you could mute Instagram, you could mute anything in your life. Yeah. That maybe was becoming too much for you. You could mute a specific friend. Hundred percent. You could mute um, a, a after school activity or Alcohol, cigarette smoking. Yeah, drugs. drugs. Yeah, anything. You know, and I think it, sometimes to do that, um, it'll it'll give you the answers you need. Because if it wasn't a problem, you'll be okay with muting it, and you'll be able to come back to it. If it is kind of a problem, you're going to have a problem muting it. Um, but every now and then, and there's people, and I don't mean this to sound bad, there's been people on Instagram that I've had to do that too, or Facebook, and not for their political beliefs. Just because right now, Helen, I don't want to see how great your vacations are, or how wonderful your kids are, the 14 universities they got into, you know, it's okay. You do, if, if something's making you feel worse about yourself, you don't need it. But back to the kids, I there is no clear answer. On, and this article, it says that on kind of what's happening. Um, they say that drug use is down, alcohol use is down. I don't know about that. Um, I do think cigarette use has plunged. They do say that's one thing and that, you know, um, teen pregnancies have been, and have plunged. And that's just because of awareness, I think, out there. But I do think drug use continues to be a problem. Um, and I think that um, self-harming is a huge issue um, right now. And I, th I just think isolation. I think that um, you have to check in with your kids all the time, and even when it's uncomfortable. And I think sometimes when it's the most uncomfortable, like I'll have something in my body that will be saying like, you know, when your kids don't want you to ask them, like, how are you doing or whatever, and you can almost feel it. So you 
sort of go into that pattern of I'm not going to ask them how they're doing because I, I don't think they want me to ask. That's when I ask. And it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable for me. It's so uncomfortable for them. And sometimes you're just going to get a, I'm fine. Why? Or whatever. But at least they go back up the stairs to their room saying, you know, what? at least somebody asked me about myself, you know? So I think it's really important to check in with your kids now. And I think that um, the stigma again of mental health is completely gone. If you, you know, when we were growing up, our parents would have never admitted that any of us as kids had problems or were struggling because it just wasn't talked about. And if your kids, if that was your kids growing up in the 60s and 70s, you know, even the 80s, probably sometimes into the 90s, it was almost like you had failed as a parent. It was a reflection of you as a parent. Nowadays, that's not the case. There's just so much going on and so much coming at these kids that it's okay to ask them. And, you know, I've been saying, like, even to Olivia lately, like, I know it's an overwhelming time because what's going on right now is these kids are trying to finish out the year, especially if you have a senior. Um, and, you know, some of them have boyfriends and girlfriends that I had somebody tell me the other day that they're in a really bad place because their boyfriend is going to a whole different place than they are and they know that it's going to break them up. So there's just a lot going on in these kids' minds. And, you know, even though they say they don't want to hear from us, I think they do. So keep checking in. I did something on the um – on the bear the other day, I wanted to pull in real quick. You know, something I saw on social media. Congrats to the kids receiving college acceptances to their dream schools. But also, shout out to all those students who are bravely selecting trade schools, choosing community colleges, joining the military, taking a gap year to focus on their mental health or earn money, or still have no idea what they're doing next. There is no one path to doing life. Let's celebrate it all. Absolutely. And, you know, we went through this um, with, with Will at the time when he had made his decision. And, you know, it just every day, some, you know, oh, we're getting a picture taken and we're going to put on our shirts for where we're going to college or whatever. Never underestimate the fact that those small things can be hugely triggering in yeah, kids' true, lives. True, true. Um, and celebrate the fact, you know, don't, don't sheepishly walk into the high school graduation and when everybody else's kids are going here or there doing what and your kids going into the military or they're going right up the road or you know what they're going to work for a da their dad's company or do something like that be proud of it be proud of it because if they know you're proud of them and that you know they hear you talking to other parents if, if, if you say well you know he hadn't really decided what he's going to do yet but he's going to go do this for a little while that sends them a signal that you you're, you're a little disappointed yeah. You know, what you need to say is, oh, my gosh, we're so proud of him. He made the choice to go and start earning money, and we couldn't be more proud of him. Words we're joining the Peace Corps. Yeah, I mean, words have power. Words have serious power. There is no one path to doing life. Let's celebrate it all. To subscribe to the letter, do that. Also, uh, Stagecoach, real quick, for the first time ever. I'm, I'm going. I meant to tell you. Okay, you're not. You're I, I'm going streaming. on Spirit. Yeah, I can, I've looked into a ticket. I can get out there okay. for twenty four fifty. Okay. It starts tomorrow. If you're listening. I know. It actually started today, if you're listening. Yeah. For the first time ever, they're streaming Stagecoach, which is a huge three-day country music festival in uh, in California somewhere. Yep. In the letter, in the letter, the Saturday, I have all the links that you need, uh, everything that you need to know, so that you can uh, enjoy the weekend because everybody's there. Thomas Rhett, Maren Morris, uh, uh, Luke the, Combs, the Black Crows. Black I'm, Crows. I'm going for Saturday. Tanya Tucker, Shannon Doa, uh, Jordan Davis. Uh, oh gosh. Um, I mean, the, yeah, it's just unbelievable the lineup that they have this year. Carrie Underwood, uh, Midland Brothers, Osborne, Lee Bryce, Cody Jinks. Every, Ryan Hurd, Maren Morris, both. Interesting that she is. No, they're both on Friday. How about that? I wonder if they did that. Um, I wonder if they insisted that they booked the same night. Oh, probably. I mean, that would make sense. 
Text left on red. Red is the color R E D to the number two two eight two eight. If you and I were in a band or singers like them, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "What night is she playing?" Be like Friday. Okay, book me Saturday. The night before, or night after. Okay, no, you're supposed to not agree with that. I, well, I, if you're going to go there, I, I'm going to. I'll play with you. I'll play with you. Audio for this episode: of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act from Court TV, Warner Music Nashville, Big Machine Records, and Big Loud Records. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Guests of the Cadillac Jack, My Second Act podcast stay at properties owned and managed by your Paramount Hospitality Management team. The brands you know, stand by, and trust. Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. When the boss books you for travel and you're staying at a Paramount property, you got to monitor your excitement at home. You can't act too thrilled about being on the road next week for business and traveling. But you're staying at a Paramount property. We get it. Comfortable, spacious guest rooms. Free high-speed Wi-Fi. Fitness centers with quality cardio equipment and free weights to keep you healthy on the road. A hot breakfast and a business center to keep you productive on the road. At Paramount, we believe that you deserve more than just a place to stay. We want you to start every morning fresh, whether you're with us for a night, a few nights, or settling in for a few weeks. The Paramount portfolio includes the Hampton Inn at Georgia Tech, the Courtyard Carrollton, the Courtyard LaGrange, a new dual courtyard and residence inn by Marriott in Knoxville, a brand new element by Weston and Baton Rouge, and three properties in Noonan, Hampton Inn by Hilton, Town Place Suites by Marriott, and Home 2 Suites by Hilton. I'm Cadillac Jack. And when I stay at a Paramount property, I'm not a guest. I'm treated like family, and you will be too. You'll find everything you need to stay energized, active, and whole. Because time away from home shouldn't mean time away from life. Hospice care often begins suddenly. A Brightmore care team member is introduced to a family within hours of someone beginning their hospice journey. They show dignity and compassion. The goal of the Brightmore Care Team is to support the highest quality of life possible for whatever time remains. The Brightmore Healthcare Team is on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Brightmorehospice.com, adding life to days. When days can no longer be added to life. Awarded Best Hospice in Georgia by the Georgia Business Journal. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I believe in Brightmore.